You believed in me, Thomas, because you have seen me, says the Lord. Blessed are those who have not seen, but still believe. The Lord speaks to Thomas because he wants not just to have him have faith, but he wants to re that, that Thomas may receive life. Because believing, believing in Jesus means believing in life eternal. Believing in Jesus is believing in the Father's plan of salvation for humanity. Believing in Jesus means that we one day will share the glory of God. That's what faith is. And I think here, when we look at the readings today, first of all, Jesus wants to make sure that his followers and everyone else would embrace the truth that he came to reveal from the Father. And what is that truth? That God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him may have life. Jesus reveals to us the Father's love for humanity. Jesus reveals to us the truth that we were made by God, that we are being prepared for eternity, that our life of glory is in him. We cannot attain it by ourselves, no matter what type of philosophies we pursue, no matter what things we do, life of glory can only be given by our faith in the Son, by following him, by listening to him, and by being incorporated into his body. And I think this is something that Jesus wants to say to his disciples and to all of us, that the only one who can reveal this truth is the one who himself was with the Father. Jesus is not a teacher, he's God. He teaches the truth because he knows the truth. As in the, in the Gospel of John we hear because of incarnation. Before this world was made from all eternity, the Son was with God the Father. And he's the only one who can reveal it to us. No one else. That's the fullness of the knowledge which God wishes to, to share with us. And we see in the life of Christ, we see in the life of Jesus, how he lived, how he, what he taught, what he gave us. He, it, it, this is what we have. It's not just words, but we see the example, how he cared for the poor, how he cared for those who were broken, who were influenced or affected by the evil one. He showed us that he stretched himself completely for us on the cross, offering his life on our behalf. This is what he wished to reveal. And ultimately, not only that, but he also showed us there's life beyond the grave. He rose from the dead so that we won't be afraid of death. We won't be afraid what's beyond the grave because we already know. And you see, and this is the teaching that the disciples and the apostles gave when they, and as we hear from the first reading from the Acts of the Apostles, they're being confronted by Sanhedrin. Why, why are you doing the things you're doing? Why? And they say, why? Because we have seen in Jesus, the one that you put to death, we have seen him, the Messiah, he's the son of God, 
and we cannot dismiss it because we have seen him risen from the dead. And so the Sanhedrin teachers are threatening not only Peter and John, as we know, but now all of the disciples. They say, you can't do this. They're trying to punish them. Stop talking about him. We gave you strict orders, did we not, to stop teaching in that name? And But you, what you've done, you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and want to bring this man's blood upon us. But Peter and the apostles said in reply, but we must obey God rather than your instructions. We must obey God rather than men. And so they, they have no choice. They have seen their eyewitnesses to who Jesus was, but he taught their eyewitnesses to his resurrection and filled with the Holy Spirit, they cannot not do so. And so God exalted him. God the Father exalted him. Yes, you, you have killed him by hanging him on a tree, but God exalted him at his right hand as leader and savior to grant Israel repentance and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses to these things as the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. The disciples, yes, obviously they have a choice. They could, out of fear, deny everything, but they cannot. Filled with the Holy Spirit, with the power of that courage, zeal, they proclaim. But there's a teaching here that is given to us and this teaching is the following. We must obey God rather than man. We must obey God. T today, if we look at you know, society, the pressures that Christians are under, the pressures from, you know, from secular society, from you know, a secular society that removes any awareness of God, wants to push it away. On the other hand, it's pushing also school, you know, temples of, of Satan and everything else, pushing on the other way. On one hand, denying God, but trying to introduce other things into, our, in, into the minds and hearts of the people. They try to remove, they re try to remove any form of awareness of God, any forms of influence of God. And, and so we, we are, living in a very difficult society. Many young people do not know what to do. They just feel so confused. There's one lady who asked me yesterday, he says, why do you think that so many people, especially young people, are leaving the church? Why are they not embracing, embracing that faith that we have tried to share and, and tried to introduce them? And you know, the, so it's a, difficult question. On one hand, it seems like an easy question. On the other hand, it's very difficult. It's the effect that the society has on upon us. We're not protected. The, the young people are influenced, you know, to the push. Even when we hear, you know, the, 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 the whole nature of being pushed, that children from, you know, the kindergarten and all the way in early formation, they're supposed to be making a choice as to their future whether they should be given hormones to, to, to permanently damage them, that they'll have no longer any, any, any uh, possibility of giving life to another. I mean, it just doesn't seem to be make sense. It just doesn't seem to make sense at all. And parents are participating in that. 
out of what? Out of some form of a, you know, goals, you know, to make children happy. You know, would that make people happy? As a matter of fact, the statistics say that if people who change their their gender, you know, uh, especially by 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 physically altering them, most of them seventy percent commit suicide. Which means, why would people would wish to do that? Why? It doesn't seem to make sense. And yet, this is the push. This is the push. God is offering to us something that will make us happy, not just for this life here on earth, but something that will make us happy for all eternity. And, and this is a question of, of hearing God. Our society today has so many voices and people do not know what voice to follow. But there should only be one voice that we wish to follow, is the voice of truth, the voice of God, the voice, the voice of the Holy Spirit the voice that comes from revelation, because that's the only path by which we will be given the true happiness that will, that will never end for all eternity. Obedience, we should obey God rather than, than men, obedience. You know, the word obedience, as you know, comes from the word, in Latin word, obedire, to hear, which means to listen to the voice of God. So what we need to do, first of all, to protect ourselves from the so many voices around us, we have to desire or at least ask God to help us to turn to him so that we may listen to his voice coming from scripture, coming from the gospels, to listen to the voice of the church because the church under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit has provided us with catechism, guidance for our faith, but that means people would have to listen to it, desire to even read it. Someone said to me, I have, I did pick up a catechism a number of years ago, but I haven't even opened it yet. There's no time. There's no time. But yes, we don't have time because there's so many things which are perhaps, you know, uh, influencing us. But I think that there's a lot of time that we waste. And I think a lot of time we waste, or these have fallen into a pattern of, we need this or that, whatever. But maybe the priority, once again, is not exactly the best. But to listen to the voice of God, to hear his words, to hear his inspirations, to seek God in prayer so that we may understand what he desires from us, what he desires from, you know, from our family or people that we know. So that's the invitation. Today, although we have the Thursday of the second week of Easter, but today we also honor St. Louis de Montfort. And, and you know, for all of us, yes, he was an incredible preacher and very courageous man. And, you know, his, the, he had a great love for the Paschal Mystery for Calvary. But above all, we know him from wishing that we would consecrate ourselves to Our Lady, that we may not be able to do so on our own too well, but under her guidance, once we place ourselves under her, her, her uh, guidance and prayer, that we may be able to do extraordinary things. You know, people have witnessed. I have seen a gentleman that does incredible programs, uh, and perhaps he would not 
wish me to say it, but he's done a lot of programs for EWTN. He's done a lot of programs teaching the truth of our faith. And he said, you know, 30 years ago, I consecrated myself to Our Lady. At that time, I didn't think about it. I just did the consecration, 33 days, and I said, okay, Mary, whatever you wish. But he said, I didn't realize that 30 years later, I'll be doing this type of work in his maturity, in his 50 plus age, he's able to do extraordinary things. And he says, you know, I think she took care of me, even if I didn't realize what I was doing then. It was friends who introduced me, so I was able to do that. St. Louis de Montfort is being great witness to Jesus, to his words. He's the one, the obedient son of Our Lady, you know, obedient Son of God. Today we also remember St. Peter Chanel, was a great missionary of Mary's, Mary's fathers, went to Oceania, and he died for faith. He died because for him, he says, Christ was life. Under the banner of Our Lady being a Marist, he was able to, and willing to, to die. As a matter of fact, he, just before he was martyred, he made a beautiful expression. He says, I know even though the Lord wants my life, I'm entrusting it to him. He says, I know that life of grace has been rooted in this island already. And sure enough, not too long after, 90% of the population of the island became, became Christian and faithful upon his death. Prior to that, it wasn't that easy. But after he died, gave witness. Seems like the, the blood of martyrs is the seed of Christians. Today also, um, although she's not a saint, Blessed Hannah, uh, Blessed Hannah Shanowski, who died in 1970s, a uh, uh, great nurse who, who uh, lived her life for the poor, especially those who were truly poor, uh, in 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 at that time in in the aftermath of World War II, during World War II as well as after the war, um, because she was such a grand fervent lover of Christ, she lost her job because communists didn't want her, even though she was a great nurse. They eliminated her, so she created a type of a home nursing uh, uh, ministry. And she had a great influence on John Paul II because she, she uh, uh, invited this young priest at that time. She says, help me out, help me out. And so John Paul at that time was able to, as a, as a bishop, first was a priest and then as a bishop, he made sure that seminarians would go and help her out. So they would visit very poor homes, especially of the elderly, and bring forth not only the, 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 the gospel itself, but above all, take care of them, to take care of their personal needs. Uh, a very interesting person that we, you know, the uh, Marie Romagnano, who was the one who has established the uh, Healthcare Professionals for Divine Mercy, especially wrote the book, Nursing with the Hands of Jesus. She, you know, her examination of conscience for nurse is there. What, nurses are to do 
examination of conscience before they have to go confession, not only for all of us as Christians, but for people with certain profession, that they are more aware of the things that they need to do. I think for all of us here today is, is the gospel is very clear. Jesus came to bring something extraordinary for us that goes beyond the grave, that makes us happy along the way because we live the truth, but also he promises life, life that will never end, life of glory, life of paradise. Because today's people don't seem to be aware of that future glory. They don't seem to pay attention. They're thinking of this the here and now. May the Lord in his grace, may the power of the Holy Spirit touch upon every soul, inspiring, reminding, maybe convicting, that we would need to open our hearts to God more. We ask Our Lady that she who has done so much through her apparitions, wherever she is, she, she is, she always reminds people to be faithful to God's word, to be faithful to her son. And then we also have saints, Louis de Montfort, Peter Chanel, Blessed Hannah, and so many others who are again praying for us, interceding for us, giving us witness how they live their life and to encourage us in our own journey of faith. So maybe may the Lord then today, as we listen to his voice, as we listen to his instructions, and then as he gives us the power by which to respond himself in the Eucharist, may he transform us slowly more and more to be lovers of Christ to be great witnesses of his love, of his presence, and that we may be participants of that glory of God that he gives and promises to those who follow him. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you and God bless you.